Welcome everybody to RPG Cast, episode 424 for the week of May 6, 2017. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here with my co-host, Anna Marie Privetier. Good morning. Good morning. So I can't say lovely wife anymore. If I say lovely wife, I get... Oh, I see. Building podcasts in the sky. <laughs> yes. You and I. What are we doing? We're we're doing a podcast. It's just us. It's just the two of us. It's this just week. the two of us. Yep. Me and my lovely wife. Yep. Duck. And <laughs> I get thrown stuff by feminist <laughs> activist groups. You're good. I'm good. You're oh good. gosh! Finally, I've been acknowledged. <sighs> I'm gonna put this. I got mail. I'm opening mail. What is it? Oh, it's the bill for RP Gamer. Holy crap! What did we spend <laughs> all that money on? Oh yeah, E3. Right, right, E3. That's coming. Yeah. It's coming soon. Ugh. So, Chris. <sighs> How long till E3? Uh, Five weeks. Oh, yeah. There's a counter I saw somewhere. Uh, I have one somewhere. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was that Meet at E3 app had uh, had a counter on it. And uh, here, let's see. No, I think nothing. it's five weeks as of Tuesday. One, two, three, uh, one, two, yeah, five, three, four. Yeah. Five weeks, three five. days, 43 minutes yeah. on the dot. So right May, May 9th, it'll be five weeks. Okay. So it's five weeks, three days. Yeah, they're right. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> that app <sighs> is so dumb. <laughs> they want us, it's for business meetings. And yeah, for some reason they send it to the media folks too. And it's like, you can go on here and pay us a bunch of money. They want you to spend 700 bucks and then you get access to a lounge. 750. No, 690. Oh, Actually, technically, six hundred ninety bucks, and then you get access to a lounge that has free Wi-Fi, juice, and coffee, um, and you can hold your business meetings in there. Like what? So it's good for like if you have a booth, but you want to do like a meeting with Amazon to like make sure that you're. It's a business to business project. Ugh. Project. Mm-hmm. It's like the black E three that no one hears about because we're all selling stuff. Whoa, to whoa, the whoa, whoa! When did E three get racist, Anna? underground e3 it's the stuff that goes on we don't call things the black e3 in the u.s that has different connotations my dear (laughs) i apologize okay the behind the scenes e3 okay where like all of the business to business stuff is going on except for gamestop because for some reason gamestop doesn't want to do business to business at e3 so they have their own convention. Yeah. And I think if you have the money, then you may as well do that. Well, and they do like pit, they do like pitch meetings at different times of year, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Because I know, because I've had to make the book for it. Ah. <clears throat> Even weirder is sometimes they have like n- several small companies sit together and each do a presentation in front of the other companies, which is really weird. Okay. You guys... don't make the big companies do that. Yeah. Anyways, okay. <laughs> carrying on. Hey, Chris. What's up? We have been playing Persona 5. That's like all we've been playing. Let's well, be real not here. A, it's not everything we've been playing, but yeah, it's certainly it's the, majority. the dominant thing that we've been playing. Mm-hmm. So we finished the final palace up to the treasure. And we are now ready to send a calling card. We have passed the 100-hour mark. Yeah, safe. Uh, suffice it to say, we will finish this week. Hopefully, even this weekend. Yeah, 
And then um, freedom! 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 It's not <laughs> I can like play we, other games it's, again! It's not like we haven't been enjoying it, but this game is so long and so intense that we like we can't do other things and while we're And you said we're we were over 100 hours, we right? We are over 100 hours. Yeah. Yeah, our save last night was like 100 hours and 28 minutes. Freedom! And I mean, we're not even done like the stuff that's time intensive yet. Because... I mean, obviously, we have to beat the final boss and go through the last section of the game. Well, we there's probably another least... final boss after the final <sighs> boss. That's Let's be honest. It's a Persona game. And we have to do at least one more trip to Mementos. Because mm -hmm. we have a bunch of uh, quests that have all stacked up. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are not going to finish all of the social links. Nope. Boo. But you're going to replay the game. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I'm going to do a new game plus. When? Not immediately. immediately. Like not, tomorrow. Like the day after tomorrow. Not immediately. Not immediately. Just stream it. Pause plays Persona forever. Yeah. Pause plays nothing but Persona <laughs> till the end of time. So, I mean, maybe later this year when um, I'm going to have ex an extremely rigid um, amount of time where I can play games. Yeah. Like right now, I can just pick up something for 15 minutes and put it back down, and then I have to do a little work, and I have to... It's all hurry up and wait right now. But come the holiday season, I have like chat shifts. Right. And so... So why is that better for Persona? Um, Because it's easier for me to like say, okay, I am off my chat shift for the next two hours. I'm ah. going to play Persona for the next two hours. Okay. <clears throat> that makes sense? Makes sense. Okay. So we're level 61? Yeah, we got to get to 69. It's, that's like the perfect is to hit is 69 on the last is? boss. No, I have no idea. <laughs> that would be interesting. But um, no, I want to. I do want to see some of those like top end personas that you've been unlocking with your social links. Yeah. You haven't made any of those yet. No, I'm not high enough level. Well, I think the lowest one is I like thought, 71 or 72. But you can make, you're able to make personas above your level. Yeah, but they're expensive, Chris. Well, let's get some money. I mean, the one level above me is 50,000. Ooh. And it only goes up from there. Like, okay. I was looking at stuff that was four levels ahead of me, and it was over 100,000. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I want to buy SP items for that final boss, because, yeah, I think it's going to be a super long fight. <sighs> it probably will. I mean, the last boss we had just before, just to get the calling card stuff ready, was a three-part so... fight. Yeah, that was so <laughs> It was a lot of fighting. Long. And there was no way to save between any of those sections. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, when you get to what you feel is the end of that final palace... You should prep for it. Make sure you have the, make Some sure SP. You have the SP needed to keep going. Especially if you're not on easy like we are. <laughs> yeah, it was hard even on easy. All right, so the problem is talking about Persona 5 is like you can say where you are, but anything else is mega, mega spoilers. Well, it's because it's a big story-driven game. Yeah. So, we whatever. have maxed out all of our stats except for Guts. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. We need to get Gutsy. Well, maybe. Roar. We need social links more than Gutsy, and I haven't seen anything that we need max Guts for. It's probably one social link that we won't get up to, so why waste <laughs> the time? You can max that out on your next playthrough. Oh, fine. You'll have to eat like a burger and then you'll be done. <laughs> I Seriously, that's probably all it is. You remember when we did my last, that last proficiency thing? Like yeah. I got a point of proficiency and was like, oh, Max. Oh, <laughs> that's what that I put funny. off for so long. <laughs> um, so yeah, beyond Persona 5, I have been playing more Ray Gigant. 
And I think the thing that fascinates me about this game is the more that I play it, the more that I like it. Yeah, you do seem to like it more I and more. I do. And I mean, part of it was just I hated the music at the start. But I mean, um, now that I'm in the final chapter, they've kind of like raised or removed all of the limits on my characters. Mm-hmm. So, Like you just said, like your level limit went from 15 to 99. Yes. <laughs> that, that's a slight so change. So through the main story, all of the naturals, all the yorigamis are capped at 15, level 15. Mm-hmm. And once you get every, so the story has been kind of building up and they, this isn't a spoiler because they talk about it right away is the whole premise of the story is that they need to get all of the naturals together because they're hoping that the scattered memories of the Yorigami will come together and, and sort of reveal because anime. And so, yeah, it turns out that they did reveal something. It turns out that like, um, well, don't history, give away the spoilers. It turns out that history as we know it is actually incorrect. Ah, okay. And so now I finally know what Ray Gigant is. Mm-hmm. Ray Giganta. So I am pursuing Ray Gigant now. And I have all the naturals together. Hello, Ray. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> um, and so, yeah. My, I guess my only complaint about the story besides uh, anime is that every time there's a death, I know, I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And so these are supposed to be like moments that like really hurt you and like drive you towards your final goal. And I was just like, yeah, I was expecting to lose that person. Bummer. Mm. So it, it I, I, I understand what they were driving at. They just did a really crappy job of it because it was completely telegraphed who was going to die and why. Why does your main character have such a stylish scarf? Because that's where he holds his origami. His origami? His origami. I don't think I'm using that okay. term right. Hang on. But he also seems to have a very cool shield and sword. Yeah, so that's the that's the thingy. Hang oh, on, the thingy. Let me go thingy. my pictures. Uh-huh. All right. No, that's fine. The thingy. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Um, hang on, hang on. I'm... I'm watching a video of them fighting the purple fox nine tails. Cool. He looks neat, but. Um. Yeah. So the naturals are called. <laughs> There's a dictionary for all this, isn't there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is origami. Okay. Y o r i g a m i. And then the other ones are called... Why does it look like the main character is a tail now? He doesn't. It's just a black thing he wears on his belt or something? Yeah. The other ones are called Kurigami. Kurigami are like miniature clones of the Yorigamis. Mm-hmm. And they only certain people can use them. But the naturals are chosen by the Yorigami. Do you still have to play rhythm games randomly? Well, it's never random. You have to choose to do it. And yes, I still do. And it's cool because like uh, last week I talked about the fact that the first character you get, he like throws his sword up in the air and just like throws his arms wide and waits for it to stab him in the chest. Well, each of them do have a way to activate it. And it's all different. It's all different. It's cool. The guy with the arrows um, like reaches out and a clone comes out Mm. um, and shoots him in the chest. Okay. He's a lot a of chest user. shooting, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and yeah. And then um, the third girl, um, she's magic. She's a magic type. So she like holds up her staff. She like kind of like tosses up her staff and it turns into a shark mm-hmm. and the shark consumes her. Sweet. It's really cool. She is my favorite out of the three of them. Okay. And I liked her Kuragami the best. Although they're all gone. Mm. Because anime, really. Because it was convenient for the story to take them out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're not available at the moment. None of the Kuragamis are. Yeah, you have no Kuragamis available to put in your party at the Correct. moment. Correct. It is all Yorigamis. Mm-hmm. But it's cool because I... I when I first got all three origamis together, I did kind of have to like adjust the way that I was thinking about my parties because the the origami slash kurigami parties that you have in the pre in the in the earlier chapters are all very well balanced as a group, um, and their chapters are sort of guided towards their strength. So like the first guy that you meet, um, his origami is strongest against ground types, and so in his like. In all of his chapters, you see a lot of ground types. Um, and then the girl, the third um, Yorigami you meet, she's uh, really good against aquatic. And so predominantly you see aquatic enemies in her chapters. But now I'm kind of seeing all sorts of enemies. I'm seeing lots of undead and I don't have anybody that's strong against undead. I have to kind of use like their secondary powers to get rid of undead. So what's up with this? It looks like when you're fighting the Gigans, everyone's standing in different locations. You're not all next to each other. Correct. That's so when cool. you're fighting a type one Gigant, oh, okay. they are huge. Mm-hmm. Like like large building eiffel tower tokyo tower you know like huge huge las vegas hotel mm-hmm. type things mm-hmm. and so the tank type is always like basically in their face and then you have two other people that are further away at different angles so they're kind of spread out in a triangle pattern and that's probably mostly just to look cool it is totally to look cool <laughs> it's for anime because anime <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I mean, it sounds very dismissive, but this game is just, if there is an anime trope that you can think of, like being stylish for the sake of being stylish. So it's like a Tales game, huh? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, it's not. Because a Tales game is practically like watching an anime with some battle scenes in the middle of it. Yeah, no, this is a lot more. This is a lot more. So they do introduce different types of um, dungeons in each of the character sections. So, um in i can't remember what the the big deal was in the second guys uh dungeons they had a trick mm-hmm. oh yeah um one-sided uh doors mm. so you would pass through a door and then you would turn around and it was a wall mm. so lots of one-way doors was his thing mm-hmm. uh, and some like teleporting stuff um and the girls um dungeons had whirlpools and uh eddies so like if you stepped on, if you swam into an eddy, it would like carry you wherever the current would go. Mm-hmm. And then the whirlpools, it like turned you randomly and then you had to figure out which direction you had to go out of the whirlpool. So those were cool. They added some variety, some desperately needed variety to the dungeons. Mm-hmm. And I really had fun with them. I think the cool thing that I like about the dungeons is they feel really satisfying, but they are not super duper long until this chapter. This chapter, they feel long. Okay. So yeah, I I'm in the final chapter. I'm in the last sort of dungeon thing. I will 
probably have multiple floors of this dungeon and we'll see did you play all the etrian odysseys oh yeah okay. well wait yes and no oh so old school eo i played the first one didn't like it never finished it mm-hmm. found it frustrating and lacking a story sure i played a little bit of the second one and was like no this is definitely not for me didn't play three watched some people play four was like eh, this looks much better but i still don't know and then i played the etrian odyssey one remake no we played four we both played four i played four after the etrian odyssey one remake oh okay so i played the eo one remake uh-huh. and loved it it was like yay this is the story that i've been looking for mm-hmm. then i went back and replayed four and i'm like this is okay it just doesn't have a story that i really like and then i played eo2 the eo2 remake and i loved it Okay. I'm really hoping they remake EO3. Did they not do any more after that? Nope. Just uh, five's, two mystery five's dungeons. Five's coming spin-offs. out in Japan soon. Oh, okay. Every time I see a, an Atlas story on a news website, people are like, EO5 when? It's like, never. Stop bugging them. <laughs> never. <laughs> All right. So that's Ray Gigant. I've been playing more Fire Emblem Fates. That's what I do at night before I go to sleep is I play a chapter or try and level up my guys and then I fall asleep because I have to replay things because I'm playing on a difficulty where deaths matter. So when people die, I'm like, ah, shoot, I got to start over because, you know, fire. So are you them. looking forward to the rewind mechanic? In, I am um, so looking forward to the one turn rewind. It would <laughs> save me so much time. It's like, no, no, that one mistake. Ah. Why don't you make it so that they come back after battle? Because that doesn't, it's not the same. Okay. Because if it can come back after battle, then the strategy doesn't matter. I can just literally throw people at things, and then if everyone dies, Corrin can literally wipe up the rest of the map. So it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. So, uh, which is the other thing. My Corrin is so strong, I could just take him, I could only put him on a map and win. (laughs) So I don't know that strategy matters even in this difficulty level, but... You know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I haven't figured it out. I yet. mean, hey, you play the way that makes you happy. Um, I'm kind of like happy my corn is so strong, but I'm also disappointed I can't get anyone else that strong because I don't know what the point is. If I, I'm trying to figure out what the point is. People tell me how to play Fire Emblem. Teach me how to Dougie. Teach me how to Effie. <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right. You want to do some news? Beep, 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 beep. All right. First off, before we go into the news, if you'd like to support the podcast and the website, um, go to trylootcrate.com slash rpgamer. Use the code BRIDGE10. Get 10% off your subscription to Loot Crate and get lots of random crap mailed to you every month. What are they selling this month? Let's see. We we do an ad spot for Loot Crate. Loot Crate, uh, Star Wars. Oh, look at this. Um, Looks like the current one is Guardians of the Galaxy, Star Wars, Destiny, and the Goonies. Um yeah so i don't know if you get this one right now it makes it sound like you do that was maze theme guardians so i guess you get something guardians related oh they got the reveal and a deadpool shirt that says tacos i guess deadpool likes tacos and a group get a group so uh no all right anna you're not in the loot crate anymore are you (laughs) anna has walked out of the room bye Okay, now it's just you and me. 
All right. So let me bring this down for you. Breath of the Wild got the first DLC details. We got some D. Oh, Anna's back. Hi, Anna. Hi. Did you hear that Breath of the Wild DLC got announced? Yeah. Didn't it have, um, it has, um, it has many things. The little green guy that everybody likes. Tingle. Uh, Tingle. It has a Tingle costume, which looks so strange. (laughs) But yes, you can, you get a King Tingle suit. Um, the biggest thing they added was this trial of the sword. So it's a series of challenges. Uh, there's like 45 rooms. Link lose all, loses all his equipment and stuff. So you have to go in naked. And I you seem to keep your hearts and stamina. So that's good. So you go in naked and you got to get through all these rooms. And if you finish them all, your Master Sword gets powered up somehow. Um, unlocks the full power of the Master Sword. And I've heard conflicting reports on what that means. But in our story, it says leaving it constantly in its powered up state. Um, hopefully that means it doesn't break, but we'll see. Anyway, so if you get through all that, um, that's going to take you a while. And, uh, then your master sword's so powered up and it's like, well, why are you even playing the game at this point? Cause you're super powerful. You could just well, go stomp game. They did like a free content patch as well, right? Uh, Where they added well, a whole bunch yet. of new languages. Yet. Yes, but we're still going through the D de- oh, you get in the sorry. DLC. I'm sorry. You also get hard mode in hard mode. Uh, all the enemies are leveled up one state. So all those uh normal um moblins and now start out as uh blue instead of red oh and there's enemies that fly yeah there are (laughs) uh they'll be more alert their heels their their health will regenerate and all that sort of stuff um also my favorite part of the whole thing is that map feature that map feature that nobody understood what they were talking about a map feature how's that dlc what does that mean um and let's be honest this really shouldn't be dlc this should be a main feature of the game but if you buy the dlc here's what you get you get this map heroes path mode which uh on your map will show you where your link has gone over the past 200 hours of gameplay which for me is more than my entire length of play so far um, and so it'll draw a line on it, and then you can see very easily, because of that line, A, what you did, and B, more importantly, where you haven't been. So that's really cool. Um, I'm going to play with that feature once that comes out, except maybe I'll be done with the game by then, so maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just boot in and check it out. Um, if you also get the DLC, there are other things in there. There's like uh, extra treasures and stuff put in there. So there's the travel medallion, which lets you put a, it looks like Feora's Wind, where you can put down a temporary waypoint and, and then return to that waypoint at any time. Um, you can also get a Korok mask, which will shake when you're near an undiscovered Korok. So you can Ooh. work on your collecting all 900 Koroks naturally <laughs> rather than just following a guide. Is there seriously 900? Yes. <laughs> um, there are eight new outfits and uh, one's like a Phantom Hourglass Knight. Um, actually, it's the one from like the train one. What's that called? Uh, Spirit Tracks? Yeah. So you can dress up like one of the Phantom Knights from that game. And then there's, a, of course, a Tingle costume, like we mentioned, and some other stuff. So that's what you get. Yeah. So good side, downside is that um, these DLCs are not available a la carte. They're only available in the season pass, which is 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Switch and Wii U. Uh, additionally, as Anna Marie pointed out, a patch went out this week called 1.2, and that added a bunch of translations to the voice acting. So now you can play it in French-Canadian mode. Yay! I listened to it. It sounds really good. So she's going to play that. Yeah. Uh, big announcement this week. Darksiders 3 has been leaked and then confirmed. <laughs> so initially, um, 
the there. I mean, Amazon product page. Yeah. So like, um, there are people that just like their full time job is looking for stuff on Amazon. And yeah, they're called sales shoppers. Or new it- no, no, it's sales or new items. It's like Wario 64. Okay. And so people are going through like the new pages that have been put up and notice, hey, there's a Darksiders 3 page. And so THQ Nordic was like, yeah, okay, we Oops. might as well just announce it. <laughs> We're going to announce it next week, but we'll do it now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, the previous two games focused on war and death. Um, Darksiders 3 has you playing as Fury. It's a girl. Ooh. It's a girl. And of course, she's got a whip. Loses their she's got a whip. And I don't know what's up with that, but it looks like one of the characters from the first two games is all chained up in the opening cutscene to That's this game. Cool. I don't know what's going on with that, but it makes me feel sad for them. So Fury has been tasked by the Charred Council with hunting down and disposing of the seven deadly sins. Uh, you figure they would have been dealt with by now, but okay, whatever. Um, I don't think the Seven Deadly Sins have come up in either of the two games. I don't know. I haven't they? played them, so. Uh, this game is being developed by Gunfire Games, which has members of the development staff from Vigil Games who created the first two games. Yeah. So some of the so people they also are did working the on re- it. They also did one of the two remasters. Only one of them? Yeah, so, T- so Gunfire did one, THQ Nordic did the other, and then this one's being outright developed by... THQ Nordic is a publisher. Right? No, not... they're not a studio, are they? They ha- Nordic just a Games. Name? I don't know anymore, Anna. Nordic so Games confusing. is not just a publisher. Okay. I don't know who made the other remaster. It wasn't Gunfire. All right. They may have been involved in some way, but I don't think they were the. I need to play developers. that first definitive edition because the they were first one. they were making Chronos and then the. Uh, something that they haven't announced yet oh that's them yeah okay that vr game that nobody's covered yet because <laughs> it's an rpg it's the only rpg on the system yeah it got a fair bit of coverage and not from us though i know i did the stupid coverage report for it. oh you did okay yeah they're they're a client of clevers <laughs> but i don't that's do funny. any work for them anymore mm. all right uh, let's see. Idea Factory International has revealed a limited edition for Compile Hearts Dark Rose Valkyrie. So, so that... this game was not super popular in Japan, but there was no collector's edition in Japan. So that's what's going to make it work here, huh? Well, uh, you know, you say that with such doubt in your voice, but three different people that I was talking to about this, all of a sudden there's a collector's edition and two of them were like, yep, I'm buying it. <laughs> I don't think it's going to have a, a... I think you may have a self-selecting group in your uh, the people that you talk to, Anna. About iffy games? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Um, what do they got? For seventy two ninety nine or its equivalent European pricing, which I, I love that. <laughs> Forget putting in all the euros and pounds. Let's just say equivalent European pricing, which means a billion dollars. Let's just say. Uh, you get Dark Rose Valkyrie. You get the game. Isn't that nice? You get an acid metal pin. What does that mean? Um, it's called ACID. It must be something from the game. You get an anti-chim... Oh, here we go. Anti-Chimera Interception Division Confidential Documents Art Book. So I'm going to guess the acid pin is themed after the Anti-Chimera Interception Division. Uh, you also get a soundtrack CD. You get a reversible cover sleeve and a collector's box. Gonna go- jump on the Santa? No. 
So Dark Rose Valkyrie is a set in the world where a world where an outbreak of an extraterrestrial virus in 1929 caused humans to transform into creatures called chimeras. Ooh, it's coming out June 6th, uh, North America, June 7th, Europe. And my cat is cheering for the game. Hi. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's very excited for it. <laughs> I mean, the problem is, is it's an idea factor game, so I might like it. You're li- you like the Neptunia, right? Right, and that's the thing is, it's like I like some of the Idea Factory International games, and not really others. Oh, okay. Well, how about trying out another game for free? Okay, what is it? It's called Tokiden Two. It's from Koei Tecmo. Uh-huh. Um, Tokiden Two Free Alliances is coming to the West. It's a free-to-play version of the action RPG Tokiden Two. You get to take up, uh, take on group missions with up to four other players online. Each pl- mission has a stamina cost, with players starting out with three stamina, replenish- replenishing one every eight hours. And if you don't want to wait, you can just buy more stamina, or you can upgrade to the the actual full version of the game, and all your save progress will carry over. Hmm. And it'll be coming out May thirtieth. And of course, Anna, you're excited for this because Token and Two is kind of like a, a Monster Hunter type game, so no. you're totally excited for it, right? Yeah, no, no. Oh. I don't know. Maybe I'll try the demo. I'm gonna do this. Okay. I'm gonna try it out because I've been wanting to try Token and, and so this is like, I have no excuses. <laughs> here um it's coming out ps4 and vita on may 30th 2017 you'll be able to try out this uh, of course the full game's actually out but you can try out this free alliances version on may 30th hey what do you like fire emblems dlc i do i've been playing a lot of it (laughs) actually (laughs) all right so nintendo unveiled unveiled dlc plans for fire emblem echoes shadows of valentia um the dlc is divided into five packs um they start coming out on may 19th so the day that the game releases um fledgling warrior packs is the first one uh eight bucks or local prices um this is designed with the early game in mind um one dungeon astral temple two maps um one of the maps is exp and one of the maps is gold i believe um the next two dlc packs both come out on may 25th um undaunted heroes um has inner sanctum which is another dungeon and two maps which seem like they might be upgraded exp gold maps but they haven't really been super clear on it um the lost altars pack that comes out the same day contains 10 extra dungeons 10 dungeons 10 dungeons 15 bucks these dungeons unlock new classes not available so in the main 10 game. classes yep and so you can probably grind these dungeons over and get a, a promotion item each time. So you can have everybody be some crazy class that's not in the main game. Yep. So. Wow. I'll be sorry. Um, third week, June 1st, um, Rise of the Deliverance um, is the game's prologue. So you actually control characters that are not available in the main game. Um, new story content, new voice acting, new maps, new support conversations. And then the final DLC, we have no idea what it is or when it's coming out. So yeah, I know on the video it's like, and then there's the fifth pack, and there's just a bunch of question marks. It's like unannounced. Uh, we'll we'll tell you later. I, we don't really know. <laughs> All right. So there's also some free DLC coming. They haven't really detailed those except for that they okay they've revealed the first one, which is a pair of boots. Boots. 
But they, the free DLC will be limited runs. So like, I told Anna, like seriously, a pair of boots that looks like garbage. And then she reminded me what boots do in Fire Emblem. And I'm like, I want all the boots. Give me the boots. <laughs> um, for those who don't remember who are unfamiliar, boots allow boots give your character plus one movement range. And movement range in Fire Emblem it's is everything. Huge. It's everything. Huge. So, um, if you want to get the season pass, it is forty four ninety nine. That's a, isn't that more than the game correct. costs? So what this is the exactly hell? the same thing they they did with Fire. I don't Emblem care. Awakening. This isn't okay. No, <laughs> and I'm I am certainly not going to justify it. The dilemma that I have is like, unlike Fire Emblem Awakening, I felt like okay, out of the like fifty dollars of DLC content, I want these two pieces, and they will cost me fifteen dollars, and I felt very satisfied with that. The problem with this is that all of these have new dungeons. Mm-hmm. And dungeons are like the the meat of what Echoes uh, Shadows of Valencia is. And so all of a sudden it's like, oh, I kind of want everything. And of course, the problem is, is the two things that I was really kind of looking at um, are the two most expensive things. So the Inner Sanctum, which are sorry, the Lost Altars pack, um, which gives you the new classes it's fifteen dollars and the rise of the deliverance which is like the huge prologue is thirteen dollars so it's twenty eight dollars to get the stuff that i want and so by the way that means that the fifth pack is probably an epilogue right and they don't want to spoil it yeah yeah because that's what they did with awakening as well is they started to do like alternative like alternative reality epilogue sort of idea Mm -hmm. it's like what if we hadn't saved the world what would the future be like spoilers so yeah um if you want to spend lots of money on fire emblem go crazy um i'm gonna i'm gonna spend lots of money on fire emblem are you gonna spend lots of money on fire emblem well and this is the problem that we're gonna have is like we both want to play this game Let's spend lots of money on Fire Emblem. And so we're going to buy at least some of the DLC. But DLC is locked to a system. So we're going to buy all the DLC. So we're going to spend $85 each on Fire Emblem. No, no, we're not. Yes, we are. No, we're not. Yes, we're going to put the DLC on one of our systems. Nope. (sighs) I am not borrowing your system to level up my characters. Can I borrow yours to level up mine? <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> Cannot. So it sounds like we're also going to get two copies of the game. Because, Easily. Uh, um, also, in an interview... We should play each other. Um, it was randomly mentioned... Um, yeah, in the latest edu- issue of Dengeki Nintendo... Um, uh, Yamagami just kind of very casually mentioned that it's the last mainline Fire Emblem game for the 3DS. Because they're going to the Switch. Right. They're making the Switch. They're switching it up. So Fire Emblem Warriors has a 3DS version that's coming. But it's also going to be on Is the Switch. Is that the Muso? Yeah. That's happening. Yeah. I forgot that's I'm happening. so excited about that. <laughs> that's so silly. All right, tell me about all the Dragon Quest swag that I'm not getting. I don't Chris. know, but I'm you know, now you've got me thinking about Dragon Quest Heroes 2 and how we're not playing it, and I feel like that's a big problem. When are we going to play that? She's walking out of the room again. Okay. 
Oh, I see why she's. Oh, this is good. Yeah, she, <laughs> you don't want to hear what she's doing. All right. <laughs> uh, Anna Marie, let me make you jealous while you're in the other room taking care of blowing your nose off mic because reasons. Let me make you jealous. Are you back? Yep. Okay, you're back. All right, let me make you jealous. First off, Japan's getting a big, giant Dragon Quest Eleven theme PS4. Oh, it looks so cool. It's not a pro, though. Nope, and that's why I was... But it has a freaking metal, golden metal slime melting down on the front of the PS4. Have you seen this thing? Yes. Actually, it looks like it's movable. Actually, I don't even know if it's... Wait, but when you stand it up, it's not on... Oh, okay, so you get it, and you can just put it on... It's a USB cover. Oh, that's great. So it sits in the USB slot, doesn't it? <laughs> that's so smart. It looks cute. And it comes in a themed box and everything. I want to drag... I want a PS4 that has metal slime melting on it. And you get a themed controller. It looks amazing. All right. They also have a themed 2DS XL. Yes! Look at it. It's got a little metal slime on the front. It's just a little bumpy. It's like actually 3D. It comes off the top. So it's like going to ruin all your cases that you were going to put on this thing. But that's okay because it Why looks amazing. Why would you put a case on this? Because you wanted to keep it safe. Okay, but you could still put it in a carrying case. Yeah, you could put it in a carrying case. But look at this thing. And it looks amazing. This is the 2DS XL you can buy. <laughs> I want this. It's uh, region free, right? Well, that's the rumor. The rumor is that the 2DS XL is region free. Wasn't were they not all? No, the 3DS oh. is region locked. Oh, is it? Okay. <sighs> really, I still have to tell you that the 3DS is region locked. Yeah, How many you times have to Alice me. shouted at you about uh, this. Probably not enough. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, by the way, the 2DS and XL was announced, and that's a thing now. So. So yeah, it's... I don't know if we covered that last week. Mm. We might have. Yeah, we probably did. And you yeah, because I was debating buying one. Okay. Well, now you now you know which one you want. It's an adorable metal slime one. <laughs> You're still not allowed to buy one. You have a 3DS XL and it's amazing. Well, and the other problem is is uh, a, a 3D a 2DS XL is $150, and yeah. the slime ones are selling for 300. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. It looks like that's not the retail price that was listed, but nope. Of course not, because Japan. Why follow the retail price? They don't have to there. It's yeah. not a thing. So they will sell for whatever you can sell them for, which is a lot because it looks amazing. Ah! It doesn't come out till July 29th. Right. So you got a lot of ways to go. I do. That thing is going to import for crazy amounts of money. Yeah, I, I told you that I've been seeing them on eBay for $300. They're not even out yet. I know. What are they doing? I know. All right. We got some reviews up. We have a review up. <laughs> it's for Legna Tactica. <laughs> Two and a half out of five. Yeah. So Pascal has talked about this uh, very briefly on the podcast when it first launched like a couple months ago. It's an average as average can yeah. be. Below average, actually. So yeah. Less average than average can be. <laughs> Tactically unsound is his tagline. <laughs> 
Um, so pluses, very forgiving learning curve, solidly enjoyable music, score. Negatives, combat lacks features just to set it apart and finds groove just as it outstays its welcome. So <laughs> That's a weird yeah, comment. Yeah. I don't know what that means precisely. but So like the game really starts to get good mm-hmm. like with an hour to go. But it's already outstayed its welcome. Yeah. So how can it be good if it's outstayed its welcome? Because at least it gets interesting. All right. So. It's like it's like they did something interesting while they were leaving your house, and it's like I really don't want you to come back in here, but that was pretty good. But still, leave. <laughs> Go. All right. So we have some briefs. Yeah. Um, they were all like trailer type stuff, right? They were all trailers. Trailers. <laughs> All right. So the Caligula effect is out in North America and very few people seem to be enjoying it. So if it comes out in Europe on May 9th, if you need to wait and see some first impressions and reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we saw this trailer for a reveal from a, a new Dark Souls like game from Bandai Namco yeah, called Code, Cold, Vein. Yeah, Code Vein. It's like Dark Souls, but more anime <clears throat> because there's like, seriously, just watch it. And it's like, oh, look, anime claws and, and things growing on people's faces and then they like summon power and destroy things so and then exceed uh launch trails in the sky the third that's out now pc exclusive in north america and here it is 30 bucks and if you catch this during the the initial discount it's like 10 percent off but yeah so there if you if you want more trails there you go or you wait for it to go on sale sales in the sky we got did we? Yes. Ooh. First message comes from Derek says, hello, RPG cast. I just want to say I love the show and listening to it really m- helps make my Monday mornings more enjoyable. So thanks for that. As for the games I'm playing, there are two. I'm currently knee deep in Breath of the Wild on Wii U and slowly working my way through. I just can't seem to stay focused enough to move along in the story as exploring the world is just so much fun. I can't see myself finishing this anytime soon, really. I'm also 125 hours into Trails of Cold Steel 2 and I'm just starting the final dungeon. Wow. If you haven't played these games, I can't recommend them enough. The first game does take a bit to get going, but once you get into the story and start to get to know the characters, in my opinion, the combined 250 or so hours I've spent with these two games has been an experience few other games can match. (coughs) As for Persona 5, I have it. It's been sitting at my coffee table still in the packaging since it came out. I want to finish these other games first so I can concentrate on Persona 5, which I highly recommend when it comes when the time comes. Listening to you guys talk about it has made it wicked hard to resist, though. Anyway, thanks so much and keep up the good work. Thanks, Derek. I totally agree with your plan, though. You should you definitely want to finish at least one of those two games before you dive into Persona 5 because Persona 5 will take over your life. Well, it sounds like Trails of Cold Steel already did. So, yeah. <laughs> Lord Golbez wrote in said, I just finished Persona 5 today. Um, in regard to the grinding you were talking about, get the Sun Social link and negotiate for money on the regulars. No need to grind for levels in this game. Grinding for money is another issue, but you should do it by negotiation, not just by killing everything. Learn what shadows give good money. Kill the others and take the money from the ones who pay well. Um, I just finished it, so not playing anything right now. Uh, I'll probably get back to Trails of Cold Steel soon. <laughs> I'm detecting a theme amongst our audience, Anna. Still haven't <laughs> finished that. Uh, also, you wrote question of the week. Okay, yeah, we fixed that. <laughs> we finished that. Um... Uh, Shaman uh, posted on our forums and said, I would have expected that after beating Persona 5, I'd have weaned myself off RPGs, but I have a Vita 2000 to break in, so I'm playing Persona 3 Portable. Of course. Yay! 
Why not play Persona 3 Portable after playing Persona 5 and playing it on your Vita instead of a PSP Go? What? Whatever. Why not? And then is it going to do Golden after that? I feel like I'm criticizing him. I'm not criticizing him. That's just the things we do. Outsiders would think we're crazy. Insiders also think we're crazy, but damn, we're having fun doing it. All right. The Anime Man says, honestly, I have no need to grind in Persona 5 at all. I'm ahead of the curve level-wise, and I'm sitting at about 700,000 money right now and just on, only just finished the third palace. Victor says, the main character's personas grow in level extremely slowly in Persona 5 because the game is trying to push you to negotiate for or fuse new personas that are a higher level than what you had before, pretty much all the way to the end. Alternatively, you can spend three bucks on DLC personas that completely break the game wide open. Don't do this unless you really don't care about in-game challenge. Hint, Anna did this, <laughs> especially in the early game. When doing world... But PG I didn't use them. I know, you didn't use them. You'd buy them, then just not use them. You, you I've fused used them all naturally. the other one. Hey, no, yeah, no, it's uh, actually pick Anna, up Astaroth. you have that one right now, which is... Astaroth. Asterius or something, not Astaroth. Oh. Astaroth is the fire, is the soul played. Yeah, anyway, soul yeah. caliber guy. Um, yeah, he's crazy. He's like this demon horned guy. And oh my gosh, he's like all the fire. Anyway, when doing world PvP quests for your Falcosaur pet in World of oh, Warcraft... you're right. Asterius. Avoid the 500 honor quests unless you A, really like free-for-all PvP, or B, use a class order hall ability to instantly complete the 500 honor quest. Not all class order halls can do option B. It depends on your class. Well, that sounds like a cool thing. <laughs> I need to get back into WoW. I don't know when that's going to happen. Uh, the 300 honor world PvP quests in WoW are really just PvP e-quests. How did this come up? Really just PvE quests in disguise. You can finish them quickly by killing a few NPCs in the Warden Towers, and the odds that someone from the other faction will harass you are extremely low. There are three of these 300 honor PvE quests available every day unless an invasion is replacing one of the three. This must be for Kelly. We got to tell Kelly these Yeah, tips. we have to make sure to talk. Parascientific Escape. Cruise the Distant Seas. Oh, that's the one I, I saw last week on 3DS with the crazy title. It's a point-and-click adventure game with plenty of puzzle solving. It has a lot of modern convenience features, such as the ability to save anywhere. The story is very anime-style and focuses heavily on the friendships made between all female main cast, some of whom have psychic powers. It's five bucks, somewhat short, but I feel like I got my money's worth when I played it. So that's a 3DS game. Yep. It's a standalone game, but traces its lineage to a number of escape, trick, point-and-click mobile adventure games, some of which were ported to 3DS. Wow. Earlier games in the series were ridiculously difficult slash cheap, but this one is quite user-friendly. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Currently, I'm playing through Super Mario Bros. 3 on my 3DS with save states because it's a classic I never played through before. Persona 5 has also inspired me to play the Snow Queen quest in the first Persona game on PSP, and perhaps Persona 2 Innocent Sin and Eternal Punishment after that. Did we get both of those? We only got one of those, right? No, we... So... We have one on the remake and one is the original? Yes. Okay. Eey. So much work you have to do to play the old Personas. Come on. They're different games, right? Yes. They're very different? Yeah. They're two halves of the same story. It's like... Um, no, I mean the old Persona games. One and two yeah, are very yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're super different. Okay. They're still, they have a lot of the same sort of like general general premises. So you're like, uh, you have personas and someone um, has access to a bunch of them and like you're negotiating, but it's a super duper random like SMT. Um, you're all high school kids, except for in the second Persona 2 where you're all adults. It's like the only time you play as adults in Persona. Mm-hmm. 
J. Scott Brotson and says, I just about finished with Persona 5, but once Wednesday gets here, Trails in the Sky 3rd will be sucking up all my gaming time for the foreseeable future. Now I'll have Persona 5 and Breath of the Wild waiting on me to finish. Oh, and a clarification about Trails 3rd. It's not a side story or a spinoff, at least not like Persona Q and Persona 4 Dancing All Night. Estelle and Joshua's story was wrapped up in Trails 2nd Chapter, but 3rd appar- uh, expands upon other characters and stories in The Bearer, which is the country where the first three games take place. It's and not ex- liberal? I don't know. And explains a lot of the things that happen in the Cold Steel games. Third, especially, spends a lot of time exploring the Septian Church, who have been an important player on the periphery of the other games in English. So I'm excited to see them delved into. Everything in Trails ties into everything else, and that is either awesome or awful, depending on how much text you can stand to read and how carefully you want to pay attention to the material. I love Falcom's ambition for creating an epic series that has minor characters and events in one game, playing an important role five or six games later, but it's not for everyone. So, there you go. Thanks, everybody, for the feedback. That was amazing. Very good feedback, folks. If you want to submit feedback, three ways to do it. Podcast.rpgamer.com is the preferred way. You send an email in. We'll put it right here on the show. Um, Forums.rpgamer.com is also the preferred way. You can go to the um, latest update section of the forums, and uh, we'll uh, take your posts and put it right here on the show. And then 608-729-4098 is our voicemail, and that is also the preferred way. And we'll play your audio right here on the show. Isn't that cool? 608-729-4098. Call now. Operator standing by. Question of the week for you to submit via those feedback methods is what are your E3 predictions? Right are we too early for these? Um, who put that know. in there? Me. Okay. No, we're not too early. Okay. E3 predictions. I want them now. It's it's too... When the news starts coming out, it's not as fun. Okay. I want you to predict like even like the news that's going to be announced going into E3. Like, give me the big things that we can't expect and they start... Because they, E3 now, they don't do all the big reveals other than the Sony press conference, apparently. Uh, most of the most of the show doesn't have all these big reveals because it's all announced in the weeks leading up to the show. So I want, I want your predictions now. Let's get on top of this. All right, folks? All right. As for what you're going to be playing this week, well, if you're looking for new RPG releases, you're going to be really disappointed. You have um, one... <laughs> I put this on. PlayStation 4 gets Loco Roco Remastered, which is not an RPG, but yeah. they're so darn cute and adorable that <laughs> I figure if you want to play with some Loco Rocos, you might want to know that it's coming to PlayStation Network for 15 bucks or only 12 bucks for your PS Plus. Over in the PC, there's a roguelike, uh, a roguelike slash roguelite called Deep Dark Dungeon for nine bucks. And there's this other one called Rakuen, which is an, an RPG maker game that Anna was looking at. Um, what was Rockowin about? Um, now That's, I feel like I'm forgetting. <laughs> you forgot? That's the one where you're like a hospitalized boy and he's coming to terms with his own story by traveling with his mom to a beautiful fantasy world, ultimately helping oh, his yeah. fellow patients find closure by walking a mile in their shoes. It sounds horribly depressing to me. I think there's going to be sadness in here. Fascinating. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you're sick in the hospital, there's a chance that you're going to die. Like. But maybe some people get better. I'm an optimist. Uh-huh. If you uh, are tired of this stuff and you want to find some other games to play, though, I think you're all busy playing Persona 5, Trails in the Sky, and, and Le- uh, Breath of the Wild. But if in case you're not and you want to play some other stuff, you can subscribe to Gamefly and rent games. Gameflyoffer.com slash RPGamer. Use the code BRIDGE10 again. Get 10% off. And you can subscribe to games that you can rent. Let's see. Um, if we go to Gamefly... Are they advertising like the newest? Do they just have everything? Yeah, it looks like you need to rent things like Prey if you need a break from RPGs. Um, what else are they showing here? Apparently, you can rent Logan the movie. So 
all right, I guess you could do movies too, which seems like an expensive way to do movies versus like Redbox, but hey, whatever, it works. So, yeah, Gamefly, if you want to go that route. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. You can start reserving Fire Emblem Echoes right now and have that come to you. Hmm. I wonder how long you have to wait for like new games. Like if you tried to rent Persona 5 right now, would you actually get it? We should try this out and see, Anna. All right. That's it for the show. Anna Marie, what are you going to be playing this week? Um. Oh, I know. I'm going to finish Ray Gigant, and then I'm going to start on Period Cube. Period Cube. All yes. right. Cool. And I am going to... Well, we're going to finish Persona 5. You forgot about that. I'm going to play more Persona 5, Anna. Yes. And then I'm going to finish my Fire Emblem Fates, and then hopefully my left Joy-Con will come back from repair. Um, I finally sent it away last the last week even though i kind of set it up for repair a month ago because i just couldn't stand to be without it for zelda so now maybe it'll come back and i can finish in zelda that would be cool that's not what's going to happen though i'm thinking anna i'm thinking about playing trails in the sky okay <laughs> you're supposed to be like ooh, or uh. um, a neutral I... okay is very disappointing why, why can i not be stance neutral because it's no fun this is a podcast. It's entertainment. Ugh. Take a stance, Anna. Better. That's not a stance. <laughs> that was you reacting to me making you take a stance. That wasn't you taking a stance. Was it? I'm curious to see what your thoughts are on the game. Oh, you're so reasonable and kind. This is terrible, Anna. <laughs> this is terrible. All right. How about we call this and go eat some Burger King? Oh, that sounds really good. All right. So, <laughs> thanks, everybody, for watching. Sorry it's a short episode because there wasn't much news. And um, also, everybody was busy <laughs> or away or out of the zip code, out of the country. The... We'll be here next week. Um, and We'll have yeah. a bigger cast. We'll have a bigger cast and we'll we'll catch up on uh, what, what there is to talk about. Hopefully, we'll all be wrapping up older games or getting into stuff in our backlog. And hopefully, that'll be interesting. No, because... I'm Periacube is new. Well, not just you, Anna. You're not the oh. only one on the show. I'm the important one. Okay, all right, fair enough. Let me go um, serve the important one. Thanks, everybody, for watching, and we'll catch you next week. Until then, bye-bye. Are you not going to say bye? Are you so important you can't say goodbye? Goodbye. Yeah. I'll miss you. I'll see you next week. Oh, are you leaving? Well, we're ending the podcast. All right, we're getting Burger King. All right. We should get them to sponsor the show. (laughs) Bye-bye.